Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs share their startup stories. They also deliver tangible strategies that they would implement personally if starting their business over today. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and I have a very, very special guest today, one that I have uh, actually stalked from afar for many, many years, but Aaron Walker. Aaron, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Kevin, man, I couldn't be happier to be with you today. Thank you for having me as your guest. Well, I appreciate that, and I would love for you to share a little bit about uh, to our listeners about who is Aaron Walker. Well, I'll I'll make this real brief, okay, because I don't want to make it about me. I wanted to make it about your audience and how they can build their businesses. But just to put it in context, this is my 41st year as an entrepreneur. We've owned 14 businesses over the course of four decades. About nine years ago, I retired for the third and final time, and my (laughs) wife said, well, I don't believe it. Well, sure enough, a good buddy of mine, Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller, that I've been in mastermind with for a couple of decades, they encouraged me to start coaching. And I said, man, I don't want any part of that coaching. I'm tired. I've been working since I was 13 years old. I'm ready to take a break. And Dan Miller said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. He said, you need to start coaching these young guys. You and Robin have been married now, be 40 years, you know, this coming June. And he said, you need to teach these other guys how they can have a successful marriage and a successful business. So I agreed to it. And I said, I'm going to coach two guys. And so I started coaching a guy named Matt Miller in Stephenville, Texas, and another guy named Brett Barnhart in Glenpool, Oklahoma. And, uh, I fell in love with that business. You know, it's funny because one of those guys I still coach every Tuesday and have for seven years. And out of that, I started doing a few podcast interviews and our, you know, one-on-one schedule filled up immediately. And I said, well, I've been in mastermind with Dave Ramsey forever. I know how to run these groups. So I'll start a mastermind. Well, man, here we are now, seven years later, we have 19 mastermind groups. Wow. We have 15 just for men and we have three for women And we have one for emerging men, 20 to 25 years old. And Kevin, I'm having more fun today seeing the life transformational experience go on in about 200 people's lives that we get to interact with every day. And we're just having a blast. So I want to help your audience also how to live a successful and significant life. And maybe I can tell a little bit of my story a little later in the interview that shows how we got to where we're at today. Well, I'm, I, I love the idea. It's almost like kind of the halftime, you know, influence, the Bob Buford Bob Buford, that yeah. Says, you know, how do you move from success to significance? And, and this, this whole idea behind, um, you know, the, the uh, really a holistic, comprehensive, you know, integrated life. And so, yeah. so tell me, I mean, you, you touched on a little bit. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, man, if you can see this picture beside of my computer, there's five grandchildren looking at me in a picture, and that's what gets me up every day. Robin is the love of my life. 40 years we've been married. She's been my biggest advocate, and she said, man, you need to coach. You do have some nuggets of wisdom and value that you can add other people. So mentoring other people and helping them accomplish their goals and dreams 
really is my passion. And I would like to take about a two minute story to tell you what happened. When I was 18 years old, I started my first business. God really blessed it. And when I was 27 years old, I sold out to a fortune 500 and I was able to retire. And I thought, man, this is the American dream. I go from (laughs) broker and a convict to being able to retire at 27 years old. And I thought, this is amazing. And it was Kevin for about 18 months. Mm. And then I got fat and lazy. I gained 50 pounds. I was getting in the bed in the middle of the day. My wife woke me up. She said, this is not what I signed up for. And I said, no, you're right. You're right. So I go buy another company and we grow it about four times the size it was over a nine-year period. And my life was unbelievable. I mean, you look it up in the dictionary under utopia and it showed my life. Two beautiful children, big house, a vacation place on the beach, nice cars. I had all the stuff, right? Until August 1st, 2001, 19 years ago, I was headed to the office. Things were amazing, beautiful day outside. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian on my way to the office. And Kevin, my life come to a screeching halt. I was so nervous, I couldn't even look behind me. I finally got out of the car and there was this guy face down in the street. And I'm praying, God, please let this man be okay. I mean, it was so surreal. It was like watching a video. So I get out of the car and I walk over and he's motionless cars stopping everywhere. It's a busy four lane highway and cars are stopping everywhere. The ambulance comes, put him on the gurney. And I said, is he going to be okay? And they said, he's got severe head trauma. They called me on Saturday morning. That was Wednesday. And they said he didn't make it. His name was Enrique. He was 77 years old, originally from the Philippines and, um, great family. Matter of fact, his family and my personal physician were friends and my physician called them and said, Hey, this is a good family. They've been my client for 30 years. I know these people. And they said, Hey, it was his fault. That guy walked out in front of me. We found out later he couldn't see well. Mm. Well, I felt terrible about that. Even though it wasn't my fault, I felt terrible about it. And it's some of the warnings that I give people today about being on their phone when they're driving. If I had been on my phone, Kevin, I would have never gotten over that. Right. And so thankfully I wasn't, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. And so I sold the business. I couldn't handle the stress, very stressful and I couldn't handle it. And I took five years off. I didn't do anything for five years. I built a new house. Thankfully we had a little bit of resources and we traveled around the world, kind of took a break, got my legs back under me and Robin woke me up from another nap five years later. She said, (laughs) you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. So We went in the construction industry and uh, built a very successful construction company. And then when I turned 50, we retired and started this. My wife said, I'm working harder today than I've ever worked in my life. And getting back to your question, the reason that it gets me up in the day is because the other businesses were about myself. Hmm. Nobody cared, you know, that I had a little something. And my legacy would have been at that point, poor kid makes enough money to retire at 27 and nobody cares. And I said, man, I want my legacy to be Kevin's life is better as a result of having known me. That's what I wanted my legacy to be, right? And so I said, God, if you'll give me another chance, I'll look outward and I'll help other people be successful and significant and not look just inward about how much money I can do or how big a house I can get. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with stuff. And I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I'll go, you liar. It's very important. (laughs) It's a great thing. Just don't let it be God of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Use it as a tool because that's what it was designed to do. And so now 
I work so that I can pay the bills, but I get up each and every day because I have a greater purpose in my life. And that's so that others can be successful and significant. I mean, you, I, I am so grateful for you to kind of start off with that story because I think it really just will frame the rest of, a, of the interview. And really, it's a, it's a sobering moment and a, one of those just transitional, you know, points in your life that, that we all have had at, at varying degrees. And, but you, you kind of glossed over a little earlier. You kind of said, well, I started this company when I was 18. I sold it when I was 20, what, 25 at, to a Fortune 500 company. And you made that sound so nonchalant. I mean, so the what was the secret that where you know you've you've had success in these companies? Um, I mean, was it just drive? Was it timing? Was it yeah. what would you look back and say? This is this these were really some of the you know the things that that were in place that caused didn't matter what I was doing, it just caused it to succeed or caused it to thrive. Well, let me first start out, and I don't know what your audience is, but let me say first and foremost, I'm a Christian by faith, and I give all the credit to God, first and foremost. Now, there's a carnal component to that, and I have to do my part, right? And so I say work like it depends on you and trust like it depends on God, because it does. Mm. And so I first want to give the credit where the credit is due. But the thing is, is that we've got to be consistent, Kevin. And that's the thing that I've been able to do my entire career. And I think that uh, you've got to be in a place where you have a plan and you've got to stick to your plan. Most people have the shiny object syndrome. You know, the latest thing of the day is the thing they chase. And the thing that I was willing to do was to say, this is what I want to accomplish. And I said, and my focus on that, I prioritize my priorities. People talk about work-life balance. There's not a such thing. Mm -hmm. The such thing is, is that we need to be extremely out of balance on about five different things. We need to focus on the things that matter. And so we need to be way out of balance. You can't do anything in balance. That means it's equal on both sides. It doesn't need to be equal on both sides. And there's a time when you're young, you got to get in there and go for it. I mean, I have literally, and I'm not bragging, I've literally taken a bath in the sink at the office and changed clothes and spent another day there. And I would go out at night and put flyers on windshields of cars and knock on doors. And I would send email after email after email, or I would do whatever it took in order, wasn't email then, because I didn't have email when I was 18 years old, but write handwritten letters, knock on doors, whatever it took, we would do. I tell Robin when we first started, I was broke. I'm telling you, my family didn't have any money whatsoever. And when we got married two weeks out of high school, I told my wife, I said, listen, we can't mess this up because we may never get this opportunity again. I had to give up two thirds of my business to two investors to get a start. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I couldn't have started my business. And I said, hey, I'll put the work in, you put the money in and we'll go for it. And we did. And I took an $18,000 salary for nine years. And we poured every bit of the money back into the company. Well, it was a 10 year loan. And I paid the first loan off in 36 months. Wow. I had a paid for business at 21 years old. And then I said, I can do it again. And I did. And I repeated that exercise four times until I was 27 years old. And then we had built something large enough that a Fortune 500 wanted it. But the thing is, is you've got to identify what you want, Kevin. Mm, Most people don't know what they want. I was very clear. I knew exactly what it was that we were going to go for. And I wasn't going to let any obstacles get in the way. 
And I think there's a great need for grit, determination, and perseverance. When my dad was a contractor when I was a child, and he never made over $15,000 a year in his life, he just wanted to hunt and fish. He didn't care anything about making money. And I saw him sweep a roof during the winter to re-roof the house. And I said, I don't want to work that hard physically. There's got to be a better way. Mm. And so I said, I'm going to apply myself. And so I started going to night school and summer school. And by the time I was a junior in high school, I had enough credits to graduate. I didn't have to go my junior and senior year. So I worked every day and I just said, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And I want to encourage your listeners today, don't let anybody steal your dreams. Get the naysayers from around you. I only want people around me that tell me the truth. I want to be in masterminds where they can point out my kryptonite and my blind spots and my superpowers and they can tell me the truth. Be around non-biased, trusted advisors that can tell you the truth. And when you surround yourself with people like that that don't have anything to gain or lose, they'll tell you the truth. And you need that accountability. You need that encouragement. We were designed to be in community. Yep. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you want to go places, you've got to get around other people that can help take you there that will hold you accountable. And I've had that mentality on all 14 companies that we've owned. And listen, I've got a high school education and I didn't have any money. So if I can do it, Anybody could do it, right? I'm not the sharpest tack in the box, but I'll work hard and I'll stick with the plan. And that's what I would encourage your listeners to do today. Were, were most of those, those businesses that you own, were, they, were most of them in a similar industry or? I no, mean, they were all different. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm a creator developer. I'm not a maintainer manager. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've been going to a counselor for 20 years and he helps me understand who I am, why I do the things that I do. And he said, no amount of money will ever keep you anywhere that there's not a challenge. Mm. And I like to take something that's nothing or start something from the beginning and make something out of it. So I'm a creator developer. Some people are maintainer managers and that's okay. We need but them. after three to five years, I get bored, Kevin. I got to go do something else or I've got to blow it up and reinvent it and do it again and remake it because I like the art of a deal. I like to make things happen. Yep. And it's a mindset. That's what it is. Yep. Carol Dweck talks about it in her book, Mindset. You've got a growth or a fixed mindset. Nobody in my sphere of influence has a fixed mindset. They all have growth mindsets. And that's the people that stimulate you on to do the things that you need to do. I think we are brothers from another mother because uh, <laughs> that's good. we certainly have to have the same DNA. I, I struggle with, with uh, getting past kind of the startup phase and the, and the launch phase. And when we get into the maintenance phase, I, I just, it's just, I'm like ADHD. I mentally check out. It's, it's I'm over. with you. It is yeah. it's just over. So I, historically, I, and I appreciate you really kind of, kind of giving this, this, this kind of timeline and this pathway. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about your iron sharpens iron, you know, masterminds. And, and uh, so who, who is like an ideal client? Like if I, you and I are jumping on the elevator and let's, um, we're going up 10 floors. You got a minute give me the kind of the elevator pitch and kind of pack in there who the ideal client would be for these masterminds. Yeah, primarily, and we have men, women, and, you know, emerging men now. So primarily, if we're talking about just the men's group, it's 27 to 60 years old, small business owner that does a hundred thousand up to, we have guys that do $50 million a year. So it's very diverse. And the reason it is, I set it up that way intentionally. We may have a solopreneur in one of the groups that, 
is with someone that does a million dollars a week in revenue. And we do that so you can be a mentor or a mentee. Yep. And one of the guys in our group does a million dollars a week in revenue, but his family was a disaster. And we've had guys that do $100,000 a year in top line revenue. They've completely got it together from a family perspective. And they can teach that guy that runs that big company how to do family. Mm. The only thing that we really require is that we have similar core values. Mm-hmm. Honesty and integrity and vulnerability and transparency is very important to me. And if we have somebody, regardless of their profession, it doesn't matter to me what industry you're in. If you're wanting to succeed and you're wanting to grow, and you, we normally allocate about 60% to the profession, about 30% personal, and about 10% spiritual. And the reason we do that, I can teach you how to make money. It's not that hard to make money, right? If you just follow the plan, right. we can make money. But what's difficult is, is doing every area of your life equal to the same amount of energy you put into your business. When I was a young man, you wouldn't have had me on your show. I was pretty arrogant. I was condescending. And I thought I was the golden kid in my 20s because I went from nothing to being able to retire. Well, ego and pride set in. Well, a few of life's activities humbled me pretty good, right? (laughs) And so it has a way of bringing you down to a place that you belong. And my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, be careful when you're climbing that corporate ladder because the same people you pass are the same people you're going to pass coming down if top rung on that ladder breaks. And they don't catch you. Right. (laughs) Well, I ate some humble pie early on in my life, and I found that to be true. And Kevin, I was just working to make another 50,000, open another business, have a bigger retirement, a nicer place on the beach, all those things. And I don't want to take away from any of that. I love to have nice stuff. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think you should too. I don't think there's one thing wrong with having a sense of security and taking care of your family and going on nice trips. I love to do all those things. But I can tell you right now, it's not number one place in my life. It's just not. And I want to encourage other people to get their life in such a way that they have great boundaries around their family and that they leave their office and they cut the light out and they're through and they go home and their daddy to the little boy that wants to pitch baseball and their mommy to the little girl that wants the piano recital lessons. And listen, if somebody else is taking your kid to play baseball and your little girl to piano recital, you're working too much. Mm. You need to scale your life back because you only get one go through with those children. You don't get a do over, right? This is not a practice run. This is it. And the office can forgive you, but those kids might not. And I just Mm. want to tell you that cheat the office if you're going to cheat anybody, because what will happen, you'll come home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And in my book, you still die a loser if that happens. Mm. And you do not need to be sacrificing your family on the altar of money. Right. Listen, it is our responsibility to take care of our family. And you can't do that if you're working 18, 20 hours a day. You just can't do it. And you've got to have people around you that can help you focus. That's the kind of person we want in the mastermind groups. I'm telling you, we've got a brotherhood. We call them brothers, ISI brotherhood. And we call those guys, that's iron sharpens iron. And then we have the sisters and they are doing exactly what we're doing. And we have the emerging men that are doing that. We want to cover every angle of the family because there's so many different needs out there today for the man and for the woman. We didn't do women for a long, long time. And the women kept raising up saying, hey, the men are outpacing us. I mean, we need some help too. 
And so we started getting a lot of the wives to the guys that was in our group and they are growing exponentially. Now this guy told me the other day, he said, I'd pay three times what you're charging for my wife to be in the group. He said the self-esteem that she's got now mm -hmm. and her desire to grow personally and professionally, he said, I can't even begin to tell you what it's done for her life. And another guy emailed me the other day and he said, Big A, I would sell my house before I would quit ISI. He said, I know we're in economic difficulties right now. He said, but this has transformed my life in every area. And I need these guys around me to hold me accountable, to edify me, to encourage me, to point out the things that I need to do right. We have people doubling and tripling their income. We have people getting off pornography and alcohol. We have women that are telling their husbands, if you ever quit there, I'm going to punch you in the eye. Like, you got to get in there. You're a better man now than you've ever been. And so to answer your question, Kevin, that's the kind of people we want. We want people that want to excel in every area of their life. I am. I, I love the way that you you kind of you know outline who it who is uh, kind of an ideal client in that, but who is going to benefit the most from it as well, and and who really needs needs to step into something like that. And it's uh, I wasn't intended to do this, but when you were talking, I'm thinking, I I really want you to kind of continue that line of thought and and in today's current climate, the you know, the whole coronavirus, the COVID-19, you know, crisis yeah. that we're finding ourselves into and, yeah. and are in the middle of and, and just, you know, we're facing some unemployment issues, facing some business, businesses that are going to run into some difficulties and possible, you know, business closures and failures. And so if you were speaking, just, you know, look right in the camera and just speak to those uh, founders that might be listening that are, that are struggling through this right now. What would you say to them to, I mean, from a business standpoint, just life standpoint, just, just, uh, I just want to kind of get out of the way and let you, let you keep teaching. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you, it's overwhelming, quite honestly, and it's very heavy. Uh, the things that we're going through now are unprecedented. These are uncharted waters that we're in right now. And there's no comparison. There's no model. There's no immediate fix. And no matter what I say up here today, it's not going to take the sting away from this. And we're going to be going through this for a period of time. We're recording this in April and we're right in the thick of it. And right at the time that this virus is hitting the worst, the very pentacle of the devastation is these next two weeks in the mm -hmm. U.S. And yep. so we're really dealing with troubling times right now. And, you know, 20 years ago, I stopped watching the news and so I just said, hey, I don't want to fill my mind with all that garbage. I want to fill my mind with positive things that I can help people change their lives. But in the past two weeks, I've listened to the news regularly because it is uncharted waters that we're traveling in. And I want to be prepared. I want to be able to serve my family well and all the people that are counting on me to lead them in these mastermind right. groups. And so I've been watching it. And so Saturday, this past Saturday, was a pretty tough day. I'd watched it a lot. And the uh, coronavirus in our community here was uh, 20 people at that time. And today, when we're recording this, just a few short days after that, there's 179 people. Our hospitals are now full in our wow. county that we're in just outside of Nashville. And some of uh, our friends' parents are dying as a result of it. One just died today. So you start feeling the magnitude of this. And when you watch that clicker 
on CNBC and it looks like it's a countdown and it's deaths that are happening all over the world. And they're expecting up to 250,000 people uh, to perish as a result of this. You can't make light of that and you can't just go on. I know I'm a very energetic person and I show a lot of motivation, but the truth of the matter is this is trying times that we're in right now. But I will say this, Saturday evening, I was sitting on the couch and I'd had all the news I could take and I turned the news off and I turned on YouTube and I pulled up Lauren Daigle and Waymaker and some of these people that I really enjoy watching. And I just listened to praise and worship music. And then my wife came in there and she said, I want to show you a video that I just received. And my girlfriend told us to watch it together. And I said, okay, what is it? She pulled her phone up and we watched the video and there were a hundred cars at a Georgia hospital in the parking lot with all their blinking lights on and they were playing the song Waymaker, my favorite song, playing Mm. it on a loudspeaker. People had their arms out the window. They were praising worship. They were singing this song and they were praying over the hospital with all these people that were in the hospital. And Kevin, I'll admit it. I sat there and cried like an eighth grade girl that just lost her boyfriend, (laughs) weeping because I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit telling me I've got this. Yeah, you're in a safe place. We're going to be okay. Listen, I was out of control and I'm a control freak. And I said, there's nothing I can do. I can only look one way and that's to the Lord. Some of you may or may not know the Lord. If you don't, I would encourage you to investigate that. But the truth of the matter is, practically speaking, it's going to sting on the other side of this. Life's going to look different than it looks now. There's businesses that are going to go out of business. People are going to lose some tangible possessions. And it talks about in scripture, don't put your confidence and faith in anything that moth and rust can destroy. Only put your faith and confidence in something that's more precious than diamonds and rubies and gold. And that's Jesus Christ. And that's what I've elected to do. So it's given me an immense amount of peace that I've been able to go through this. Now, listen, I've lost a fortune, literal fortune in the past two weeks, but you know, at the end of the day, What's going to happen? I'm not going to die as a result of it unless I get this coronavirus. Hopefully I don't. (laughs) But the truth is, is that we're going to be better husbands. We're going to be better dads. We're going to be better business people. As a result of this, we're going to prepare differently. We're going to put our identity in things that really matter and not intangible possessions. And I would just encourage you to sit back and really think about what's important and prioritize your priorities and really discern what's important in your life today. And when you do that, you'll reorient and you'll refocus and you'll really spend the time with your children that you should or with your wife or with your husband. And you'll really come to understand fully what relationships are about. For me, that is the most important thing outside of my faith is relationships, because without those, we don't have anything. And I want to encourage people today to really focus your effort and energy on those things and you'll be a better person as a result of it. I uh, I just knew that I needed to take a segue right then and just get out of the way and just uh, let you continue that that line of thought, you know, and, and really drive it home in today's current climate. So, Aaron, I, I am so grateful you just took the time right then. And I, I've done 150 of these interviews, and this may be the most important interview I've ever done. So I, oh, I am well, just thank you, uh, grateful for you really to... I'm humbled. Thank uh, in you. A, in a, time such as this, you know, that, that, uh, it's just really a Kairos moment to talk about, you know, just a complete integrated life and a holistic approach to life. And, 
And um, I, I just want to, you know, wrap up today just really with the kind of driving home a little bit for somebody that's listening is, is trying to, you know, start something maybe or is thinking about starting something. And, you know, yeah. based on your years of experience and mistakes made and, and you know, things that work, yeah. things that didn't work, what are really two or three really foundational things that you think have to be in place? Um, yeah. You know, you may have already touched on them at, at, in different ways, sure. but just two or three foundational things, steps that people have to take to really increase that likelihood of success when they're founding a, a business. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's really a mindset. And when I was a child, my mom had a saying, she would say, can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. And I really thought about that as an adult, and I've adopted that as my life mantra. And Carol Dweck talks about it in her book, as I mentioned earlier, having a growth mindset. My answer used to be, I don't know if I could do that or not. But quite honestly, after the years of understanding that we can do basically anything we want. Now, there's some physical limitations. But you've got to develop a mindset of, I can do that. And you can't let anyone steal that ideal situation from you if you really want to do this. And my attitude now is people say, oh, you can't do that. I mean, what they're saying really is they can't do that. And what my response always is, you better move because you're about to get run over because I'm going to show you that that can be done. The second thing is, is fear. And it holds everyone back. There's some level of fear. I tease people all the time. I said, what do you also have of. I mean, everything out there has got an opportunity to pay you huge dividends or keep you complacent where you're at today. And I say fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. Kevin, I couldn't lay in bed at night and think, would it have worked? That would kill me. See, failure is in not trying, not in not succeeding. And if you want to be a failure, just sit on the couch and tell yourself you can't do it. And for me, you're a failure. The second thing is, is I don't really have a failure mentality. See, I think you either learn or you pivot and turn and you succeed. I don't really believe there's necessarily a failure. It's only over if you stop. And so I would just encourage you to adopt a mindset of I can do it and I'm going to develop a strategy. And if it doesn't work out, I'll pivot and turn and I'll do it a different way. Listen, my biggest success in life came, and I want to end with this story. When I was 18 years old, I was in a business that was predominantly owned by the Jewish community. And they ostracized me when I went into business. They wouldn't have anything to do with me. They said, you're a Christian. You don't know anything about this business. And we're not going to have anything to do with you. Literally, there were 18 other companies here in Nashville. And they ostracized me. Well, I befriended them. And I went around to their companies and I said, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm for you. I'm not against you. I want to do the right thing. They wouldn't have anything to do with me. When I was 19, I'd go back. In 20, I'd go back and I said, listen, I'm your friend and we'll work this out. And I kept befriending them. I didn't give up because to me, somebody says no, that just means no for today. That don't mean no forever, right? I just keep on going. I keep pushing. I'm like... And when I was 25 years old, my biggest accomplishment, they made me president of their association. Wow. I was a Christian. They were Jewish, and they made me president of their association statewide. And it was one of my biggest accomplishments. And I just want to leave your audience today. Don't let anybody steal your dreams. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this. 
Surround yourself with trusted advisors. Get in an accountability group. Get in a mastermind group. Get people around you that can help you, take you there, and don't settle for no, and don't settle for you can't do it, because I have confidence in you. I know you can do it if you really want to, and go out there with that mindset. Can't, couldn't do it, and could did it all, and fear missing that opportunity more than you fear failure, and you'll have a lot of success and significance. What a way to wrap it up. What a man, I cannot thank you enough for just taking the time today. I know, I know your schedule is crazy busy, especially, you know, on your fifth retirement, you're probably busier now than you've ever been <laughs> in your life. But I am so grateful for just the time you took today. And, and just, there were so many, you know, golden nuggets of value in there. And it's going to be so much fun to go back and listen and edit this and cut little pieces out and just, you know, create all kinds of little stuff out of this just to, that are, that are yep. just bite-sized pieces that are so good and so valuable to anybody that's listening in, in any sphere that of, of life that they I find themselves it. in. So Aaron, yeah, I, awesome. once again, yeah, thank you. And you got, listen, this. if you got any, if you got any of your listeners out there that want to get involved in mastermind groups, just go to viewfromthetop.com. There's an application there to fill out, whether you're a lady or a man, or your emerging man, we would love to have you. We're growing our masterminds like crazy. And if you want to be involved with a group of people that absolutely do what I've been talking about for an hour now, you come and join us at viewfromthetop.com and it'll radically transform your life. Well, we will certainly have that link in the show notes as well. And Aaron, once again, thank you for just taking your time today and just for helping all boats rise in a rising tide. What a great Thanks, chat. Kevin. Thanks again. See you, buddy. All right. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.